Yeah, hello. It's me, Ezra. Welcome to the Super Nerdcasters. I'm Ezra. That's me. I'm also joined by Nick and Jake. What's up? All. It's episode two, right? This is episode two. I'm excited. You got... You, uh... You got a prompt for us? Yes. Today... I decided that we might talk about games and other such media that garner fandoms. Mm. And we might take an aside and talk about the Nintendo Direct today. Yes. Just so you know, Nick, there was a new Nintendo Direct. I don't know if you follow Nintendo as much as Ezra and I do. Well, I'm, I am 100% not a Nintendo gamer as I once was. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested to hear about what this Nintendo Direct is. Okay, cool. We might start with that. Do you want to? I don't... It doesn't matter. I mean, it came out literally today. Well, yesterday, right? Came out yesterday? Nope, today. Oh. Yeah, yeah it did. I was today, at the, it started at 3 for us. I was sleeping. So, <laughs> I think the one thing I want to point out is that there's a new Mario movie coming out. New Super Mario movie coming out at the end oh, of yeah? this year. Yes. Starring Chris Pratt as Mario. Chris um, Pratt as Mario. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's made by Illumination, so the guys who made... Oh no, it doesn't come out at the end of this year. My bad. It comes at the end of next year. Yeah. 2022. But yeah, Chris Pratt is the guy who's playing Mario. Jack Black is Bowser. Just want to point that out. <laughs> Jack Black is Bowser? That's crazy. Yes. So we got Chris Pratt, Jack Black. Um, was it Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of interested. Michael Keegan Key is Toad. And then have you have you guys seen the original uh, Mario movies? You mean the garbage um, movie? <laughs> I've heard that, I've heard that the animated movie might be a reboot of the original. Uh, oh jeez. So is it going to be done well? That's the question. Uh, probably. Okay. The reason that um, there's speculation as to that is because Foreman Spike is a character in the animated movie. Yeah. And Foreman and Spike, Spike has only been character. in Wrecking Crew and the Mario movie. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm hoping it's done well. I hope. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if it's a reboot, that's fine as long as it does it's going well. And it's yeah. not whatever whatever those stupid goombas were from the actual <laughs> movie. Those goombas were horrifying. <laughs> I think the thing that always creeped me out was the weird, like, like how everything was kind of. What, what was it? It was like everything's being like consumed by slime or something like that. That that whole movie. Oh my. Oh no. That whole movie was a <laughs> nightmare and a half. Just it's been ages since I've seen it. Even think about all of the stuff. Oh, why did Minecraft just open? Hold up. I wanted to send the picture to you guys of the Goomba. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, it's gross. It's a gross, gross movie. Actually, I started a folder on my computer of all of the pictures that I sent you in the last episode. <laughs> so now, 
I'm going to send it, save it into the new folder. That's in case we ever get a website, we can just post all the pictures on there so people can like check on the website while we talk. And then they look at the picture and they're like, oh, that's what it is. I think it's a genius way. I mean, once we have like the production quality of like some larger podcasts, we can just start like doing like swapping between like face cam and like face cam and uh, like screen views and stuff. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Oh yeah, like how YouTubers do it. Yeah. Um, what else was on the direct besides the movie? I think like the one the movie was my attention grabber. So on Nintendo Switch. Nick, you know how on the Switch they have that Nintendo Online thing you can get where you play like retro like games? Action. Yeah. And you oh, can... no, no, no. Oh, it's the same thing. Because I know like the, the multiplayer subscription basically, like where you can play with other people. Yeah, and that come that the, mul- the retro games come with it. So if you have it, you can play the retro games. Well, they added um, Super Mario 64, or they added Nintendo 64 games to it. That's coming out in October. And but you are going to need to get the new, uh, the new Switch Online. Yeah, yeah, which I think is a little more expensive, but it's, it's probably going to be like 30 bucks a year. Yeah, a year? That's fine. That's totally fine. It's a year. Remember when Xbox I mean, was, is Xbox still 60 bucks a year? Yeah. X- Xbox is 60 bucks a year, yeah. They have the the new Ultimate Pass or whatever, which is even more. Oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then a ton of people also have Game Pass, and that's like another trillion dollars. Well, Ultimate Pass <laughs> is Game Pass and Live Mix. Oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Combo. I think right. it's like fourteen a month, and you can't even buy like a year of it. No, bruh. Which I stopped doing because I hardly ever play my Xbox, but I kept gold so I can... Because Brandon and I started playing Terraria, which you still need to get into, Nick. Terraria's a <coughs> fantastic game. Stop burping! It was a one-time thing. You don't no. need to do it a hundred times. I'm drinking some delicious root beer. Okay, well that was enough. You had your burps for the... That do with my poison of choice today. You had your... Had a glass. You had your burps... No, I'm done. The hour. Yeah, that's it. That was the end of your hour burp. Um Yeah, no more no more burping. No more being a gross abomination for this podcast. Yeah, how dare you curses <laughs> onto you. I blame Nick. I'm just kidding. That's not uh, yeah, sure. phones at all. What else was there? The Kirby game I'm really hyped for. Yeah, so Brandon texted me. Brandon's one of my really close friends, same with Ezra, and Nick knows. We all know Brandon. Um, he will probably be guest starring in a later episode at some point. He texted me. He's like, they added Kirby to Smash. Like, no context to it. He just sent that. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> as, as you do, you, you just add Kirby to Smash sometimes. Yeah, he's already in Smash. Why do you need to add him again? It's like having a second Super Mario 64 on the Switch. Just doesn't make sense! <laughs> no, I know why it does. We had this conversation before we started recording. It's because the 3D All-Stars game was a limited edition game. You could only get it for a certain time, and once they stopped selling it, they stopped selling it. But can't you still get the, the, the virtual version? Or is it no, they stopped selling the online version. Ah, 
And then the physical ver- the physical version, the only way you could get it now is from like resellers. Yeah, that probably sell it for thousands of dollars. Actually, I wouldn't I'm be surprised gonna... if it was like two hundred. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna check. Look at no, I'm checking it. I'm checking it faster. I'm, che- I'm checking it faster. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Come on, load okay, faster. Six thousand six thousand six hundred <laughs> on eBay. Right $10, here. Ten thousand dollars on eBay. Ten thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand. $25,000 on eBay for Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. What is happening? <laughs> it's not even... Really... It's not even that valuable of a game. $129.99. That seems like a little more reasonable. $9.99.99 and in the guy's picture he has a receipt from Target of how much he bought it for. <laughs> what the? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna send you guys the link to this. <laughs> he, he, he took a picture of the receipt from Target <laughs> of how much he spent on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, true, buddy. Uh, Chocobo GP also. Uh, I, w- I did not think that would be a thing. Chocobo GP? It's Final Fantasy ra- uh, kart racing game. Oh! Mmm! That sounds fun! It looks... I-, I don't know why they branded it Chocobo, honestly. Like, yeah, Chocobo is kind of a mascot for this game in particular, but... It's just one of the characters, kind of. It looks like it already has been a game at one point. Looking on DailyMotion.com. Let's play Chocobo Racing 15, all racer run. Chocobo Racing is Chocobo Racing. Chocobo GP is a Mario Kart clone, kind of, sort of. Not really. Uh, I'm looking at the screenshots. It looks Chocobo Racing is like the Chocobos racing. Did you ever play Final Fantasy, Nick? Um, I did not have the pleasure of playing Final Fantasy. I think you would have. It, it was my my gaming, you know, past. I would say that I kind of skipped over that. I basically went from like Halo on the Xbox to 007 Nightfire on the PlayStation, and then straight into uh, N64. Fair enough. I think all my- the time. I think my first, my one and only Final Fantasy game I ever played was Ten. That's why I favorite that one the most. And then I kind of dabbled into it later on in life. But I think the one and only game I played as a kid was Final Fantasy Ten, which I love. Grown to love that game. <laughs> it's the only one I played, but I've grown to love it. So, um, there's the Square Enix like card game made by Yoko Taro. That looks kind of. Innovative. Next. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next. Next. Uh, Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3 for sure. That had a pretty wacky trailer, I'd say. I thought it was Wonderful 101. Then I thought it was Astral Chain. Then I knew it was Bayonetta. Because obviously she popped out. Yeah, when a Bayonetta pops out, it's usually a Bayonetta game. No, Sometimes it just means they're revealing her for Smash too. Smash, or it's Anarchy Reigns. Smash Bros. Anarchy, I mean, 
Smash Bros. Ultimate 2. Um, New Horizons Direct coming up in October. Okay. Not a huge, huge Animal Crossing fan, but for the Animal Crossing fans out there, there you go. You got <laughs> New Horizons. Sega Genesis games as like a baseline part of the Nintendo Switch from now on is kind of wacky. A little bit. Because remember when they were enemies and now they're like, hey, we're best friends. It's like Disney and Sony. They're going to be best friends in the future. I'm going to call it Disney and Sony 2029. <laughs> they're going be- to be best friends. They're going to shake hands. They're going to make fans. They're going to ruin rappers faster than Scottish lands. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. I'm gonna do that. I think I did that last episode. Just like popped in an ERB lyric. I think I'm gonna do that every episode. Just like find a way to fit a ERB lyric into it. You know enough as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm honestly kind of hype for Kotor on Switch. Okay. Knights of the Old Republic. That is good game. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. Knights of the Old Republic. It's getting a. Uh... Yeah, that's getting remastered on PS only. I saw a meme the other day, and it was like all the games on the PlayStation, and like it said Xbox players, and it shows like a bunch of men crying. (laughs) 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 It's like, yeah, that's true. I mean, Spider-Man, that's a good game. I don't have a PlayStation at all. I have a PS4, but I'm going to sell it. Off the top of my head, I can only think of like two xbox exclusives in the last hot minute that i've been interested in and those are halo infinite and Scalebound, which was canceled do you remember i have quite a few but i i've been an xbox gamer for a long time rip uh the terraria sequel that will never come out Please. big rip why would you need a mine why would you need a terraria sequel it's like Doing a Minecraft sequel. Well, it was called it was called Otherworld, and it was supposed to like you could travel to other worlds in the game. So it, it just added like it was because they couldn't it it wouldn't feel right to fit an update that large into an existing game. So they're like, why don't we just make it its own game? And then it was a scratched project, True. and they never added any of that stuff into the current game. So. Yeah, I'd say that uh, Terraria also has more like solid progression than uh, Minecraft does. Uh, it's like, definitely it- a much more, I wouldn't say a better game, but it definitely has a lot more to do. Well, it's got an RPG factor to it, oh, yeah. yeah, as far as I understand. Which is pretty sweet. I mean, you have to kind of make your own RPG with Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Well, Minecraft is more of a do whatever you want, be whatever you want, role play in it, do whatever. Try it. And it's got a set. It's kind of got a story to it. Kind of. Yeah. Mi- Minecraft is kind of at this point. I would say it's lost most of like its single player, like playability outside of if you mod it. Whereas Terraria, you can single player that game for. 3,000 hours, not looking yeah. at me, and yeah. don't point your fingers to me, guys. 
Just because it says 3,000 <laughs> on my Steam doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> like, each update revives it, revives Minecraft for maybe, like, a, a couple months. <laughs> at most. Not well, that's, I mean, that's how GTA 5 has done and with their community and stuff like that is, is it's, you know, each new update that comes out gets everybody hyped for a couple of minutes and then they go back to, <laughs> you know, R6 or whatever. Playing something else. Exactly. I don't need it. I haven't touched GTA 5 in a while, unfortunately. I used to play it all the time, like, maybe three years ago. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm, the, I, I'm guilty of being one of the ones who will play it when a new update comes out. Can't, can't talk about it when I'm, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> can't badmouth it when it's true, I mean. Fair enough, fair enough. I should have actually been the smart one and grabbed a drink before we started <laughs> recording. And now my throat's dry, so I'm going to be that guy and leave in the middle of the podcast. So, Wowie's oh. out. We're gonna stand here in deafening silence until you're back. You bessin. That's, <laughs> that's 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 a painful edit. <laughs> that's a painful edit that's I have not, to do. No, there will be no edit. Hey, we'll take this moment to uh, talk about the sponsors that we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm an ambassador for for shipped. Now, for those of you who don't know, shipped is a business where you do your grocery shopping for other people. You get paid to shop for other people. I think it's shipped's cool. I just got hired onto it. And they made me an ambassador, which means they give me a link. I take that link, put it on social media pages, and however many clicks I get from that link, I get paid. So I guess it's technically a sponsor. So all of you go to my Twitter, click the link that I have pinned on my Twitter, our Twitter, the Super Nerdcasters. That is our Twitter, the Super Nerdcasters, T-H-E-N-E-R-D, no. T-H-E-S-U-P-E-R-N-E-R-D-C-A-S-T-E-R-S The Super Nerdcasters at Twitter. Click on my link that I have my link on our Twitter and join ship today. I'm gonna this go get man a... just did his own ad read. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a soda. I'll be back. <laughs> Deafening silence now. Deafening silence. Are you into any uh, into any games recently? Playing anything right now while you're in the background? Um, I have been playing a lot of Pixelmon lately. Uh, Minecraft. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, they've got all of the Gen Eight stuff now. Yeah, I haven't really played it. Um, like for the updates for it. Like I said, I don't have a PC, and so the last time I played it was when I had a PC. In like 2010. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Not 2010. Minecraft wasn't out I'm, in I'm 2010. Sorry. No, no, yeah, no. Uh, well, that's when I was like playing my PC primarily. I had, uh, I've mm. actually, I think I got rid of that one in 2017. What were we talking about? Uh, you, me, behind me your back. playing Pixelmon. Oh, Pixelmon <laughs> was great back then. Oh, Pixelmon's, I'd say, better now. Is it? 
It's it's got all the way up to Gen 8 now. I haven't touched it in a while. You know what else hasn't gotten saying. up to Gen 8, Ezra? Pokemon Go. That's correct. But they skipped. <laughs> so, okay, Nick. I think I told you this rant already. They skipped Generation 6 to jump into Generation 7. No! Generation they skipped, 7 is short and sealed, right? They skipped Generation 7 to jump into Generation 8. 8 is short and sword and shield. Oh, yeah. That's what you were telling me, that they jumped straight into the Sword and Shield legendaries? Yeah, and added, like, maybe the first five Pokemon you can catch in Route 1 on Sword and Shield. <laughs> well, I feel like they're gonna go back to Sun and Moon. I guess. Where's Kecleon? Kecleon. We're still missing Kecleon. Really? Yes! Is that your favorite? Kecleon? No, that's the one they skipped! <laughs> they're like... Oh, okay. Yeah, they skipped Kecleon. We're still missing the legendaries from Gen 4, and, I mean, Gen 5 isn't fully completed either. There's, like, a whole slew of them missing. I read- I- I saw a list of what's still missing. Some guy took the time to make a list. There's still Zorua and Zoroark missing. Yeah. Yep. Like a slew I guess- of Gen I guess 5. they're mostly just missing ones that would be quest lines, and ones that would be, like, some sort of gimmick. Well, I guess. I don't know. Because, like, I imagine Zoroa it would either be a questline Pokemon, or it would have, a tr like, a illusion gimmick. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. What was the topic of this podcast again? I think we had... Uh, it was... It was f fandom stuff. Have we started it yet? Or we just Oh, we have not mentioned the fandom <laughs> stuff since the intro. No. Fair enough. Fair You'll enough. probably have to right. explain to me what we're what we're trying to go for here with this. Like I'm not even sure myself. Theme. Media that gets fandoms, like Undertale, FNAF, uh but ones other than Undertale and FNAF, Friday Night Funkin', I suppose. Does Magic the Gathering have a fandom, Nick? Uh, a fandom you mean like people who play or like people who make art for it i guess both you have to go into context well, with I know... a fan... <laughs> definition of fandom please dictionary where are you <laughs> yeah ezra what is your definition of fandom i i guess i mean like obviously most things get some level of fanding but i mean like the ones that get Like, I would say cult followings, I suppose? Oh, you're- I- I get what you're saying. Like, Five Nights at Freddy's, the game blew up, and there's a certain few of amount of people who play it, and, like, you're in that group, and, like, those are the type of people that obsess about it, talk about it every single day of their life, they live and breathe Five Nights at Freddy's, they play the game 24-7, do not sleep, do not stop to take a pee, they don't- rest they don't drink they don't eat they die in the hands of freddy fazbear in the middle of playing the video game they they spend their lives and like they have tuesday morning meetings about the game like they get them and then the rest of the people who also do that and they like sit there and they you know they talk they talk about it they're like they're like did you know that the purple guy his pixel did this in this game and they're like that means he slaughtered seven children like 
those kind of people. That's what you're talking about, Ezra? Um, yeah, sort of. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to when it comes to Magic the Gathering, I suppose fandom wise, like anybody who, who there's all kinds of yeah. Well, cosplay is a great one, but like, you know, that's dedication, and dedication to something like Magic the Gathering is quite easy to find. I mean, it's a pretty large fandom. I'd say like ninety percent of people who play Magic have that level of, you know, inspiration to play. Um, I guess it could also be like a casual versus not i suppose um some people play more casually some people play more competitively um uh i'd say anybody who has a podcast about magic the gathering would be considered part of the fandom because they eat leave you know eat sleep drink magic the gathering i i too have a bowl of cards every single day it's the junk cards that sell for maybe 25 cents each card and i can't get rid of oh, them. you get 25 cents a card i get 25 cards for a cent <laughs> that's it like 25 cards yeah. for a cent you just you're like i can't get rid of these cards what am i supposed to do with them so you just pour them in a bowl and then you pour milk in the bowl no you pour milk in the bowl first and then you pour the cards in the bowl and you take your spoon oh, you're, those, you're that kind of guy actually you don't even use milk or a bowl you craft a bowl out of the magic cards and then milk the cards and then pour <laughs> cards in the card milk in the bull crafted card card crafted bull and then you take <laughs> a card crafted oh, spoon and start eating the card cereal <laughs> and then you eat the bowl and then you eat the spoon because you're eating all the cards anyways i'm not scared. that you're not that you're a uh, card within a card um Russian nesting doll of Magic the Gathering cereal that you eat in the morning uh, is interesting, but uh, what would you like to talk about, Ezra, when it comes to the particular fandom? Like, what about the fandom? Like, Well, no, not really focusing them, on the fandom so much. Focusing more on just those kinds of games. Got it. Got it. I, I guess um, that would just boil down mostly to Friday Night Funkin', Five Nights at Freddy's, and Undertale. <laughs> so we're only talking about those three games, I suppose. If if maybe maybe if we find something, I didn't else think this say. topic through very much. I came up with it quickly, and in a second, in a fraction yes. of a second, like a I fly by the seat of my giant clown pants. I guess we could. <laughs> I mean, what do you know about those three? Well take away one of them because one of them's fairly new and i hardly even know about it what do you know about undertale and five nights at freddy's nick um i know a little bit about five nights at freddy's um undertale eludes me i haven't played it yet um when it comes to five nights at <laughs> when it comes to five <laughs> oh i've heard that it's great i've heard that like the the soundtrack's great the art of it's great and that i can believe very well but when it comes to Five Nights at Freddy's, like, I I think that, like, it it very well can be a culture at this point. I mean, with, like you're saying, mm -hmm. with a fandom and stuff like that, it very well could be a culture because everybody and their cousin, you know, you walk, the, you're in a Walmart and you see somebody with a Freddy Fazbear shirt or, you know, Fazbear Korea or whatever it is. <laughs> Um, me personally, I was never really interested in the Five Nights at Freddy's games simply because, like, I don't know, for horror games for me never really truly scared me. 
So like I I just went and downloaded all the DLC and all the um, the entire game of Alien Isolation. I played through it and it was pretty much boring for me because I just don't get scared at that kind of stuff, I guess. So that's why I was really never interested in Five Nights at Freddy's. It's that's bizarre. Uh, it's funny that you mention a Five Nights at Freddy's shirt because I am definitely not wearing one right now. Oh, right now? <laughs> <laughs> the one that you typically see at Walmart. The black one where it shows the characters in black and white and then in giant red letters it says, Five Nights at Freddy's. Why not tip for it? Hey, copyright, dude. Psh, come on. Come on, man. We're getting paid for to do this, okay? You trying to get us demonetized? Bro, come on. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um. Jack Black will copyright strike us for using his two-second clip. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm with you on horror games, though, Nick. I lived breathed and played a lot of horror games like back in my high school years like that was all i did was just horror game horror game horror game horror game any new horror game came out i played it so like playing horror games now don't phase me like um not like a couple weeks ago when i was playing phasmophobia with all of those guys and everybody was like crying and freaking out and they're like jake why are you not scared i'm like because this is just another typical jump scare that you get like it doesn't phase me <laughs> i think exactly. when i look at when i look at five nights at freddy's i don't see it as a horror game anymore i see it as a strategy game because that's really what it is when it comes to like especially the later nights of the game it's all about strategy and how 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 fast is your reaction time um and like it's it's pattern it's patternized is that a word patternized yeah. i'm not a uh, pattern recognition, I'd say. I'm not a wordologist, but you know, it's pa yeah, pattern, pattern recognition, um, because you have to find that pattern in order to beat the harder nights. And if you like even one slip up, you know, that's when you screw up. So I, I, I do think five, I, yes, it was intentionalized, intentionally made to be a horror game, but if you play it enough, you realize that it's no longer a horror game, and it's just a, a strategy game with a scary story to attach to it. Yeah. Of course, there are exceptions, I'd say. Like, Help Wanted is very much more, I'd say, I uh, think that's, like, attached to its horror elements. Yeah, that's made... I think F Five Nights at Freddy's 4 and Help Wanted were both made for the horror side of it mm -hmm. um for or i mean help wanted more specifically because that was like they're playing testing the waters in vr and if you're gonna put something in vr you want to scare the ever-living s-h-i-t out of people please not, um, do not demonetize me for spelling out a swear word <laughs> sorry i'm already doing it Already typing, already canceling. <laughs> um, um, everybody's like, harking back to the, harking back to the, uh, I, I guess not harken, segue, segue back to the theme, which would be fandoms. Are we, are we able to talk about like, I mean, media has fandoms too, anywhere from yeah, movies yeah. to to TV shows and stuff I like guess, that. Like, I guess my I initial like Star Wars and Game of Thrones and Ezra <laughs> only knows 
Like, he only knows those three games he listed. He, his mind, like, it can't comprehend past that box. Like, if you try to, like, if you try to say something outside of that little box, he's gonna freeze up like a computer and shut down. That's just, that's that. No, I refuse. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Star Wars has, like, the biggest fandom. I and I yeah. think it does. I think it has the biggest fandom. I mean, they just got what nine um, anime companies to each make their own ideal episode of what they think a story in Star Wars should be, and now it's on Disney Plus. Which I, Star Wars I, Visions? I'm gonna interrupt you. Star Wars Visions is a great show, and I think everybody should watch it. Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I think Marvel is probably a larger fandom by a bit because it got its casual audience more and more invested over time the to MCU the point where I think pulled a lot of non-Marvel fans in. I agree with you. Yeah. On that. And now I would say a good like large chunk of them I would say qualify as part of the Marvel fandom. I mean, the you know, this is true. The majority of the Star Wars fan base is going to be a bunch of old dudes because it came out in 77. So, you know, you're old now. I mean, let's face it, people who were 20 in the 70s, you're old now. So it's going to be a bunch of old people. That's most of the fan base. Whereas, I mean, you got the young guys like me and Nick, and I'm sure there's hundreds of, if not thousands, of other young guys out there. But... Most of the Marvel fan base, it clicked to a huge amount of younger audiences, especially kids. Yeah. And I think with Star Wars, though, too, is it's it's kind of um, an onion. It's got layers uh, because you have like, and I think this is uh, obviously a stigma, but they've got, you know, sequels, prequels um, and originals fans to where everybody kind of uh like you were saying like some old some young they've kind of got their groups of people and those groups of people don't really like each other in a way exactly and you're like you're the prequel everybody who's a marvel fan and don't forget the legends oh yeah people who are highly invested you're talking about star wars right yeah people who are highly invested into the extended universe which is me i'm the guy yes I'm the guy that fans over all of Star Wars. Anything that Star Wars comes out, I'm like drooling over, mouth watering over. I'd say I'm mostly into like prequel trilogy and uh, extended universe. I would say that none of the movies are my favorite. I love the Clone Wars. I absolutely adore the Clone Wars. And when Bad Batch came out, I peed my pants because it's just as amazing as the Clone Wars. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I agree that Clone Wars was pretty good. Me personally, I um I've learned recently like I used to love the movies a lot, but I've I've come to learn that the movies are quite boring. Um that it comes down to being uh cuz I, you know, I'm a personally I write stories for Star Wars um, you know, I'd say extended universe, but it's my own universe. And so that's why I do the Star Wars D&D. Um, for those who don't know, I play Star Wars D&D. It, 
it brings my own perspective to it. I can do my own twists and turns and and my own story writing to it. And so that's what I'm interested in is the extended universe and um, comparing the, the movies. And, you know, a lot of people are always saying, like, you know, compare this to that, you know, compare prequels to sequels. And it's just like, it's all story writing. It's all... You know, I don't care if it's canon or not canon. It's just like it's it's, all one it's story. whoever's story who wrote it. Yeah. Um. So I can play around with my storyline, and I, you know, I can go, oh, you know, Palpatine did this, or I can be like, oh, Darth Vader did that. You're just the what I if can... guy. Exactly. That's why I like I like what if stories, which is why Marvel What <laughs> If is pretty good. Oh yeah. The recent What If episode. I'm not gonna say much because it just came out like two days ago, and so who knows if people have seen it or not. The reason one episode is probably my favorite out of all of them so far. I've it's about like what if Thor was an only child? That's the title of it, and I'm not gonna say much because it, it'll spoil it. So I'll talk about it next <laughs> week because that'll give everybody a chance to watch it. But yeah, what if what if Thor was an only child? It's pretty cool. Sounds good. Um, other things I'd say count as like cult following sort of fandoms i'd anime. say anime a lot of anime not a lot of anime um <laughs> demon slayer the mainstream naruto demon slayer beach peach splash uh no it's called bleach um i would say when it comes to like cult classic like fandom fandom tier I would say it's mostly just Demon Slayer and My Hero. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about My Hero. Um, oh, My Hero is the only anime out of all of those that I recognize, <laughs> but I've only recently gotten the pickup and watched that one. My uh, uh I definitely recommend Demon Slayer. One. Remember the Doctor Who fandom back in 2012? <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I just started watching it again. Like, I watched one episode before we started filming this podcast. I watched, like, <laughs> the one episode of the old Doctor. Like, the new... Like, the one after Matt Smith, the Peter Capaldi. After him, I, st I started watching his first episode. Because that's where I ended watching it. Was when they got rid of Matt Smith. I was like, alright, I'm done with the show. And now they got some lady... <laughs> So it's like there's a whole lot I haven't seen, but yeah, that that was a big fandom back then, back when they had the sexy men play Doctor Who. <laughs> Give me the Tumblr sexy men Doctor Who's any day. Oh, let's not go back to Tumblr. That was a dark time. That was a dark time. Nah, Tumblr sexy man is a term. Is it really? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that. Uh, those doctors necessarily fit the bill. Uh, Tumblr sexy men are characters like the Onceler. <laughs> no. Um, no. Usually villainous. Usually tall, lanky, no. well dressed. That Lorax movie makes me want to put a gun in my kneecap. It's the <laughs> worst adaptation of the Lorax. Anyone but has... how bad could he be? How bad is the movie? Very bad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have no idea. 
So, <laughs> there was a Lorax movie that came out in, like, what, 2012? 2013? The crappy Lorax movie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you search it that way? It pops uh, up! It came up! That's the one with the kid that plays the guitar, right? Yes. It came out in 2012. It's animated, though, right? Yeah, it's made by Illumination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the guys who yeah, made Despicable yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah, and... The Onceler... Okay, so in the original original book, made by Dr. Zeus, the Onceler was... You never got to see his face. You had no idea what he looked like. He was a, a pair of eyeballs in a window, and his hands would come out of the window. You never got to see it. Then they made a movie, because Dr. Seuss made a lot of mini-movies of... Well, they made a lot of mini-movies of Dr. Seuss's books, which were just cell-animated, so cartoon. And the Onceler was the same. And then all of a sudden, Illumination Studios is like, let's make the Onceler a kid, give him a backstory, and make him sing really bad songs. Because nobody asked for it, and we're gonna do it. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I don't know, I enjoyed the movie, I don't really, like, follow deep lore of Dr. Seuss, unfortunately, but I might just be a casual. But Captain um, Underpants was a great movie. Does Captain Underpants have a good following? I no. wouldn't say it has a fandom, no. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're cancelled by the Captain Underpants fandom. Well, it's over. <laughs> Podcast out. Goodbye. <laughs> um, to imagine. <laughs> Dude, two episodes in. I hate these guys. How dare you? Sonic, definitely. How dare you disrespect Daddy Underpants? Oh, I was going to talk about uh, Sonic earlier because you guys had mentioned something about um, having a character that was the main character, but the, you know the show's named after that character, but it's one of the few characters. I was going to say, well, what about Sonic? Isn't Sonic one of the characters, whereas you've got Knuckles and all the other Shadow miscellaneous and characters? Sonic is like the protagonist Annie. protagonist. It's like if you're watching The Avengers, Iron Man is obviously the main character. <laughs> obviously? I don't know. Obviously. We, we may think that Iron Man's the main character, but everybody's looking at Black Widow. <laughs> Dude, I used to have a cardboard cutout of Black Widow. I got rid of her the other day. So, I, my girlfriend works at Harkins. Harkins, yeah. Yeah, and she gave me the cardboard cutout of Black Widow from the standee that they had promoting the movie. And I gave it to Brandon and got rid of it. Wait, you could just... The employees can just take those when they're done? Yeah. Otherwise, they're what going the into the dumpster. They don't get... They don't send those back to the movie studios. Well, I know they don't do that. Yeah, I, 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 I thought... I work... I've mentioned, I believe, I work at a Kroger. Um, yes. But... Uh, I was thinking of taking a display that was like a Pokemon themed bus. I mean, I wanted to 
like it was a Nabisco display, and it was just a bus that had a bunch of Pokemon attached to it, and I was like, I want that Pokemon bus. I mean, it just goes into the baler, so the only thing you're taking away is money that they're making from recycling cardboard. Yeah, I didn't get around to actually asking about it because I was too embarrassed. You should've just taken it. Took. I think, I think they have a new, like, Oreo-themed Pokemon thing yes, that's coming out. Yes, I just... Out. I just bought some. They sell them at Target. I so you, there might be a cardboard of that somewhere, at least. It's somewhere, not at my Target. But yeah, I just got. I think some. we do have a cardboard display by the registers. There are sixteen different Pokemon, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And so, Mew is the rarest. Still haven't come across Mew, but I bet you if someone has preserved their Mew and like those, those like crystal things that are like it's frozen in time. It's like what you put dead bugs in. What is that called when you do that? It's Resin? Just, yeah, yeah. They, they like they like found the Mew Oreo <laughs> and resined it, and they're going to sell it on eBay for, I don't know, $69 billion or something like that. They're like, it's the Mew Oreo. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Um, is food still good to eat after you resin it? Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? Like, can you- I mean, you'd have to break it out of the resin. Yeah, but is there chemicals in the resin that, like, make it from not being edible? Or is it just fine? You could still eat it. This doesn't decay. What if you- What if you resined food and kept it in a shelter for, like, hundreds of years, and then- And then you'd have to break it out of the resin and you'd probably ruin the food. Would the food go bad as soon as it touched oxygen, or would, would it be the same? It would be the same, but you would have to eat this, like, horrible mashed food what if there were... out of a pile of a basically glass. What if there was a machine that perfectly got rid of resin? Resin Melter 5000. And kept the food preserved. Hmm. That's future questions. Well, it'd probably be a different type of resin. It'd be... That would be questions for the future. Hopefully when this <laughs> podcast drops... Hopefully when this podcast comes out, um, we'll be there in technology where we can <laughs> do that. Um, what else is there? Uh, Smash, I'd say, is kind of a cult fandom, but... Not super. Yeah. Not as big as it's the most, ones we named It's drunk. mostly just a ba- band of like ravenous monsters who are snapping up for the next character. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that can be as far as any game. Any game that's competitive, you have your your group of people who spend a lot of time studying and understanding and uh, getting good and waiting for the next character. I, I'd say it's meta-building would be the correct term for that. Any game has meta-building. Oh, I'm, I'm specifically saying, uh, like, people who are, like, desperately... Like, wanting a certain character theory crafting and demanding specific characters yeah. like smash is definitely the heaviest when it comes to wanting a new character oh yeah, oh, yeah. for smash because like you don't see r6s players like you don't see like a horde of them like screaming at the top of their lungs on twitter demanding a given operator from a given country or anything. <laughs> you, want, you want Nomad? 
from <laughs> from uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. We want him in our state. I want American Dragon Jake Long in Smash. <laughs> um. Now we're just all going on <laughs> Smash tangents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, American Dragon Jake Long would be a great. Speaking of Smash, the final character will be revealed in one hour. Less than two weeks. Oh. The final character oh. of all time or just for this season? For well, Smash Ultimate overall. Really? Is it Gino? Who knows? He well he he deserves to be in Smash. He really doesn't, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nick, just to update you, there's this game called Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars that was created for computers. And there was one character... For computers? Wasn't it for computers? I thought it was no, for computers. No, it was for SNES. Oh, it was for SNES. And one character, one character was in the game called Gino. He's a guy, you know, just a guy that wore a bird outfit. No, no. He's a he's a ghost in a puppet body. He's a ghost in a puppet body that wore a bird outfit. Not nothing nothing too special. Where do you get the bird outfit? <laughs> it looks like a bird. He's got like a blue bandana and is it? Oh, I thought maybe it was a bird outfit. I don't know. Anyways, so you know he look you know nothing nothing super special about him. Oh, okay. I don't know why my mind was like, oh, it's a bird outfit. Yeah, no, it's just this. And everybody, all of a sudden, is like, oh, I want, I want Gino in Super Smash Brothers. He, he deserves to be in Super Smash Brothers. He's a, he's a main character. He's a super main character, and he deserves to be in Smash Bros. <laughs> like, Sakurai has openly stated that he has interest in putting Gino in Smash, but Gino shouldn't be a priority over gaming icons. Waluigi needs to be in Smash. Every Mario character is in Smash. Why is Waluigi not? Uh, I'd say because Waluigi is the most minor uh, Mario character, like, of them all. Of, of like, all of the quote-unquote main ones. I guess... Yes. Waluigi has, like, only been in the sports games. So is Daisy. I mean, yeah, nope. she was Daisy in was Super it. Mario Land World 3, whatever 3. Yeah. But Waluigi was in Waluigi's Pirate Adventure. Everybody knows that. Available for the Nintendo Switch Plus coming out 2025. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yes. That's when GTA 6 comes out. I'm so excited. <laughs> Wasn't GTA 6 supposed to come out in like 2000? 22. Like, 17? <laughs> <laughs> 2020? Wait, no, I think it's uh, 2027. For GTA 5 or 6? Uh, it's, it's, it might be 2025, I'm not sure. GTA One of those two. Vice City 2. I mean, I've heard that it might be in a Miami-based area, so... Vice City. The one trailer that was posted on Twitter by Rockstar showed it in, like, Vice City font. VI. 
in Vice City font letters. I mean, we can talk about font all day. I mean... <laughs> yeah, Permanent Marker is um, my favorite font. You know, nothing, nothing special about it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, in Vice City font, um, Magic the Gathering news, I'm kind of excited about. Uh, the new Kamigawa is supposed to be coming out. Uh, Magic the Gathering in like 700 or a thousand years in the future. Ooh. Yeah, so it's it's going to be Kamigawa. Kamigawa is like a very Is that the uh, set name? A very yeah, Kamigawa is the is the block name. Uh it's a very like Asian central um it's a very Asian themed block. Uh, has a lot of spirits and um, so there will be no Marin, but with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Mar no, Marin unfortunately is very. He's I think uh, Zendikar, but uh, it's going to be a lot of like. Uh, I think he was just uh, making. I think the... Japanese. I think Japanese just... and Chinese. I think he was just making the joke of guns being in Magic: The Gathering. Like, well, I, exactly, like a thousand years in the future, you gotta have guns by then. But Nico Polis has the strap. I have my <laughs> peacekeeper <laughs> artifact. <laughs> this is my uh, big iron on my hip uh, spell card. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm excited for that because, um, you know, with it being a thousand years in the future, you could essentially have like. I don't know, a time machine realistically, and you can go back at any any point in the history of magic and pick up artifacts and stuff. You could so definitely bring back like dead characters. Dead. dead characters and uh, characters from different realms, planets, you know, universes, planes as they're called. Um, you can have like that guns, you know, uh, futuristic style like scenery lands might end up being really interesting i'm kind of excited for that speaking of yeah, magic I'll, the I'll gathering in a midnight hunt my pre-release box is on its way oh yeah oh yeah yes i got a pre-release box good. i went to a pre-release is that how you pronounce it in Instrad, yeah. That's actually the set that I uh, I I started in Shadows over Enstrad. It was the very first set that I started playing Magic in. Um, and Kaladesh was the first set that I started to play uh, Standard in. And then um, when I started playing Commander was in uh, Kaladesh as well. Kaladesh, Aether Revolt, and um, after that was... What was after that? I don't remember, but Shadows and Over Enstrad is when I started playing Standard. I built a uh, a madness deck. It was pretty fun. You should you should know a little bit about madness uh, from your deck. Yes, my Asmorano Mardukatist in the Kultikar deck has madness in it. Lots of madness. Lots of madness. As was just like uh. <laughs> Oh, well, see, that's what I fanboy over all the time, is uh, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you're part of that fandom. You cosplay as... You cosplay as... 
Golos Tyler's Pilgrim. Rip. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> it's a joke, Ezra, because they just recently banned that card. Golos Tyler's oh, Pilgrim. I see. Yeah, and then they unbanned a even more broken card. World fire. I'm yawning a lot. Yeah, well, we're about an hour into our podcast. We could could definitely end it soon. No. No. Yeah, we're only 56 minutes in. Holy crap, we're not even near our hour mark. I'd say give it another 30. Okay. I'll give you another 30. Oh! What? Oh! oh. What's um, the next uh, topic that we should talk about then? For next week? Or for... Oh, I mean any good suggestions for next week for sure i mean i uh, i was thinking about it a little bit today but oh yeah you're in charge of next week's topic nick yeah and then i'll jump back into the next topic <laughs> i'm trying to think of what oh. else there is for like fandoms uh doki doki for sure pokemon go pokemon in general is like a cult cult following right now especially with the tcg everybody's buying the cards everybody's mm. on tiktok showing videos of them cutting packs in half and then revealing what's in the card i like, hate okay. that trend so much why would you do that why would you hurt the card well they did that for magic for a little bit there uh with that that trend too um i I was super surprised by the blow up of. I guess I don't really understand why Magic or not Magic Pokemon cards blew up so much as they did. I have no idea. Um, we've got a little sh subject on that. But yeah, I've seen that the cards have. I mean, double, triple, quadrupled in value. I mean, I watch um, another YouTuber uh, who spends a lot of his money on YouTube because he's not a, like he's a charity guy. And so he donates a lot to charity, but he doesn't uh, um, spend much money on himself, I suppose. Uh, so he's been, I guess, buying a lot of Pokemon Magic Yu-Gi-Oh cards and opening them on his streams and um, I guess been collecting and, and has gotten into the, the thrill of it. And so maybe stuff like that, I don't know if there's other artists who do that kind of stuff, but... Maybe that's been picking up on the rise. Just a lot of motion for for getting packs and opening and TikTok trends, like you said. All it takes, all it takes, is for one guy who has hundreds of millions of views on TikTok to go, "Hey, I think this Pokemon is thing is really cool," and everybody jumps on that train. And then everybody's like, Pokemon is cool. Let's all buy Pokemon cards. Let's all beat the crap out of each other at grocery stores because I want the last pack that they sell. I think you're under... I think you're overplaying the TikTok angle a bit. I think right now this is a minor resurgence of outright Pokemania. Because uh, the TCG first got, like, big because it started during Pokemania. Right. Like, I think that's one of the reasons it got the edge over Magic, like, when it comes to, like, having just... A following. 
Yeah. Because it came at, like, I'd say the peak of its series' popularity, and then it just kept going, and it had its dedicated fans, and the kids who are just getting into Pokemon off the heels of Pokemania grew up with the Pokemon cards. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. All the old Pokemon cards are picking up in value. Makes sense. I mean, it was like when Pokemon Go first came out. Everybody played it. Everyone. Mm -hmm. Literally everyone played it. At one point, everyone had the card, had the game on their phone. Of course, a lot of people don't play it now because they're like, oh, this is all it is. Nah, that's boring. But, no, it's the same thing with Pokemon game, or with the cards. Some people are definitely playing it to relive their childhood, or getting the cards. Other people are doing it because it's a trend, and they're like, hey, let's be part of this trend. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, it just really narrows it down to who's doing what, and where. It is crazy, I'd admit. It's kind of sad, in my opinion, because it's like, People are abusing the power of it, like, you know, the people that are cutting packs in half. It's like, why would you, why'd you do that? That's an awful trend. It's really bad. Stop cutting well, packs in half with scissors. Um, <laughs> Stop. Please. From a, from a TCG standpoint, though, I can kind of explain to you, like, why that is a thing. Um, and this was something, like I said, the, that trend kind of started in Magic. Um, so... The, and this is a supply and demand thing. The greater supply you have of something, the more, like the less the demand for it is. That's how supply and demand works. And so when it comes to Magic and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, the sets, some of the sets that they have get printed out of the wazoo. So they, hundreds of millions of packs printed, whatever, whatever, whatever. Some sets, however, are limited print runs or only a few. Maybe 10,000, maybe 100,000, maybe a million print runs. Um, and so when you... some Most of the time, what people do is by cutting those packs and destroying the some of the cards that are worth money in the set, um, it actually increases the value of the cards in that set. And what ends up happening is, like, let's say, for example, a, a, a person in the market were to go and buy... I'm going to use a, a card that's um, near and dear to my heart, Ajnod's Altar. Ajnod's Altar has only been printed in a couple of sets, but it was recently printed in a uh, set called Mystery Boosters. Um, Mystery Boosters, people were cutting those packs and opening a lot of them or, um, or destroying a lot of them, and the price of Ajnod's Altar, um, sorry, not Ajnod's Altar, Phyrexian Altar, I'm talking about Modern Horizons. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Phyrexian Altar was printed in an old set originally, and it was reprinted in the new set. And it was printed so heavily that it dropped from about a $70 card to a $5 card. And then a bunch of people have been buying all of them up, a bunch of people have been cutting and destroying them, and it is now raced back up to a $34 card or $40 card or whatever it is. And so that's usually how the market works, is the more that you kind of flood the market with uh, with prints of those cards, the value will go down, you pick up a bunch of them, um, you pick up a lot of them, like you, you buy a lot of them while they're $7, and then you sell them back when they're $34 or $40. 
and that's just a trend in pretty much any game. And so when it comes to Pokemon and stuff like that, especially these newer sets, if you've got these short printed cards like VMAX, you know, Delta Max or whatever they're called, what are they called? Gigantamax? These Gigantamax. Well, VMAX is the TCG. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Version. VMAX is the TCG and Gigant. It says Gigantamax on it, I think. Uh, but, uh, uh, oh, does it not? Oh. Well, anyways, uh, um, Short I know that like tag team is another thing. Tag team is uh, like a GX form. Um, those kind of cards that are extremely rare, you know, the foil, you know, uh, uh, texture foils or whatever, they are very short printed. You only have maybe one to a booster case, which is like 200 pack or, or 1000 packs or something like that. You have one of those cards. Then, as you cut the regular printings of those cards, or those printings of those cards, they become very rare and can sell for upwards of $800. And that's how you get Charizards, new Charizards like that, up at like $800, is because there's only a short print of them. There's only a couple on the set. I feel and like so that's heavily sought very, after. I feel like that's very, like, scummy, like, third-party market control, though. Oh yeah, it's and that's totally and that's unfortunate it. too. It's so awful, though. Oh yeah, and 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 a lot of people do know that that's awful, and a lot of people, um, like especially in Magic's case, uh, all of the TCGs they have this like unbridled rule where they really can't do that. They can't meddle in the third-party system. Um. And I guess Magic's been going through kind of a sketchy patch recently with um, with their secret layers, <laughs> with oh, going yeah. you know, dipping yeah. into the third party market and and having this like, oh, we know the value of the cards, uh, but we're not going to say that we know the value of the cards. And I think that can go for everybody, if, anywhere from Yu-Gi-Oh to Pokemon is like, they know the value of their cards, but they can't let anybody know that they know the value of their cards. Mm-hmm. So. Pringle Bob Ross lands for the win. Pringle Bob Ross lands. Bob Ross is the only Pringle I'll buy. I, I've gotten rid of all the foils and everything else. I know you did. You gave them all to me, and then I flattened them out. Yep, yep. I'm pretty good at so flattening all out the cards. Just say no. Yeah, I, I had to flatten out. I got a Mew. Um, for my girlfriend, uh, it was kind of roughed up, yeah. but I was able to flatten it out like an $80 Mew. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. I sold a 200 Pikachu. $200 Pikachu. Yeah. It was a shiny Pikachu. Shiny Star Cheek Pikachu, right? That's what it's called? Yeah, it's Pikachu Star or something like that. Oh, isn't that the one I gave you? It could be. I have no idea if you gave it to me or not. <laughs> Because that was one that was in the case, I believe, I accidentally gave you when I meant to give you all of my cheap cards instead of all of my valuable ones. Well, thanks to you, Ezra, you, uh, you paid for my, um, fetch lands. Shock lands. You paid for all my shock lands, thanks to you. I thought you said fleshlights for a second out, and I was about to do a double take. No. What are you trying to do? Demonetize this? Come on. Come on. Come on!
come on. Yes. But yeah, um, and actually that Pikachu is supposed to be like almost a thousand dollars, but because you have it, you had it so bent, it was only like worth two hundred. I had no clue that was worth that much yeah. at all. Yep. I, I swear I looked that up at some point and it was less. Well, I was also maybe, you know, how many years ago that was. That's I, true. I scanned it on TCG Player. It was 800, but people were selling it for 1,000. I'm just like, well, that's a good card. <laughs> uh. <sighs> on that note, shall we end? Are we uh. Say goodnight. What are we at? Hour 17. It's kind of like the last one. Hour 17. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, well, Ezra, you were the host, so you have to end it. Alright, everybody. Have a good whatever time of day it is currently for you when you are listening to this podcast at this moment when you are listening to it. And if you're That's fine with it, finish. Finish your Me. Thing. And if you're from the future, uh, if you're from, like, the year, I don't know, 2173, and you're still listening to this podcast, thank you, by the way, uh, for listening to this podcast in 2173. But also, let us know on Twitter, at the Super Nerdcasters. T-H-E- how bad our podcast is, please tell us. I'm spelling the T-H-E-S-U-P-E-R-N-E-R-D-C-A-S-T-E-R-S. Please let us know. Send any death threats there. Please let us know what's happening, because we will probably be dead, but we'll probably be be dead, and we can still see our Twitter feed. That's the only way we can interact with the world is through Twitter. Yeah, Yeah, we'll probably be interlinked into the internet at that point. Yeah, so let us know in the year 2173 how the world's doing. You know, hopefully, hopefully it's still alive, 2173. Hopefully it's not on fire. Yeah, I mean, a lot of states are on fire now. Jeez, what is it, 2021? Yeah, so you got 150-something years to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, you got anything to finalize saying you're ending? Um, you know, stay friendly, uh, love one another, and have a good evening. Ah. Spaghetti. Noodles. Spaghetti. (laughs) And tacos. Um, we're... We're good at ending podcasts. Let's go. What did we say at the end of the podcast? <laughs> um, listen to this back.